Westeros. And welcome to our Morning Throners podcast. I'm Nelson. I'm Jeff. And I'm Kyle. And we're the fucking Morning Throners. And welcome back to another episode of your favorite Song of Ice and Fire podcast. We're the Morning Throners. Tyrion 14 on deck. Got a lot of action, a lot of blood coming your way. Tyrion just shooting his way up the frag count. It's literally beginning to end action, right? Yeah. I mean, these are. We haven't had a chapter like this ever, maybe, except for maybe the last Tyrion battle. Which we got lucky because George has a fucking habit of, like, just he should have just skipped to, like, Tyrion sitting with Cersei or something in the the Queen's room, like, post war. And then they they just recap it. (laughs) I, I feel like that's true, Kyle. We do get a lot of recap, not a lot of firsthand account <laughs> it's like damn it man like show it sometimes just battle 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 can be boring though i know and it's yeah. like more interesting to show it in different ways like show it from sansa's perspective or whatever well yeah well there's no substance right other than the battle there's no story it's just him him going off for eight pages and then at the end is the twist yeah it's one of the things that, like the way we're reading this makes it even worse kyle's been reading for a month and a half, he's been reading the same day. All like literally chapters <laughs> yeah. from the same day for a month and a half, just from different people's perspectives. It's worse. And than half 24. of them have been from yeah. in, like kind of like we're saying in a room with Cersei, not out in the battle. Half of those, not even here, are Sansa yeah. in the room. Yeah. So, uh, not that I again, I like those chapters, but yeah, it, it's. I feel like the these chapters are kind of better if you're like bang, 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 like reading them on the heels of each other. Well, it's like a kind of a slow one, and then like a. Boom, in your face, like, oh, shit, this is going on. And then, what's Sansa doing with Cersei? Don't get me wrong. This one was cool. And I kind of understand. I can kind of give credence to the way George tried to to explain it away. But this one, I had a hard time believing it at points. For sure. Tyrion, right? He's, like, tossing people off the ship and shit. And, like... Yeah, he is fucking people up. Like, just yeah. ripping through everybody. And, I, like I said, George tried to explain it with the, the, the bloodlust or blood drunk or whatever he mm-hmm. called it. But, like, it's still Tyrion, right? The, <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. The, the one thing that I, I agree with you, Kyle, is when he's like, oh, I'm, I'm leading this charge, and they're just running from me. Like, he makes it seem like... Sometimes he's by himself and mm-hmm. the people are just running away from him and they're probably actually running from whatever host is behind him and but not at the beginning, Tyrion the half-man. So at the beginning, you're right. But then like he does split up from everybody pretty much. Like after that initial charge, it sounds like there's kind of chaos. For sure. And like he just – it's like just kind of people fighting individual battles everywhere and he rides off somewhere else like down further because he sees this bridge. Right. There's another part, like, like kind of like what Jeff was saying at the end when he's on the sh- on the bridge of ships, when he's like, he's like, I was just killing people yeah. left and right on this bridge, and and they were running from me, and he's like, and Mandon and uh, Bale oh, yeah. and Swam were behind me the whole time. I was like, yeah. well, Tyrion, maybe they were running from the two Kingsguard, not <laughs> the yeah. like little yeah. kid, not the half man that like maybe <laughs> yeah. was swinging his dagger around. Like, how much of it was actually? <laughs> he had half a spear. He didn't even have a dagger. Well, he was like yeah. a broken yeah. oar, yeah. or broken <laughs> yeah. spear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So. And um, I think it's a little bit of both. Like, I agree with what you're saying. Did he exaggerate point, a little bit of what he was doing? There's definitely a point in the middle where he's like just going off, and I'm like, come on, like, okay, yeah. you're you're pretty much a handicapped person out here, like competing in the midst of battle, and like going off like jamie would be yeah well and that was going to be the other my next point and i mean we can leave it kind of short too is that he might not be telling the whole truth i mean you kind of hated that before you know this could be Tyrion's version of the story 
And I mean, from what we know about Tyrion, he's not afraid to to kind of you know weave a story. Yeah, but normally, like when we get their thoughts, we don't get like embellishment there, and he's not doing a lot of talking know? here. Yeah. I, Again, it's not that the thoughts are always correct, but normally when the thoughts are incorrect, it's like an honest thought. It's like they actually think they're so. Like in order for me to believe what you're saying, Tyrion would have Maybe to. Maybe like, Tyrion thinks that he really, it, was, yeah, yeah. It goes back to what you're talking about with on the bridge. Exactly, I'm 100 with that. The one thing I was curious about is if he was actually ever trained. Right, he would have came out once he was born. Like he's a dwarf, right? So they probably already were looking down on him. Not saying that he couldn't have been trained to fight and whatnot. Like he did a what. He did a backflip, so like yeah, he, I don't think he was I, right. <laughs> so I mean, he said that before he didn't have a he didn't have a sword really, so he had to use his other weapon, you know. Yeah, like use books. It's yeah. Like- so it's just a little bit crazy. Like he's held an axe now twice, and both both times From he's horseback. and he's really well. done well. It's, yeah. Again, maybe that's part of why he's doing so well is because he's on horseback and none of the enemy is right. There's yeah. no way really they have. I horses. think that's got to make it harder for him. Like, could you imagine balancing on a horse and trying to? Like fight your way through people with with zero training. Yeah, he's got to have some special stirrups for sure. I feel like I've said this before that like fighting on horseback would be hard. I think the most part of it is the horse just like running over people until it gets stabbed and falls yeah. and kicks you off. Like that's yeah. the problem with. Yeah. I feel and like and it's shown in movies all the time. Yeah, because yeah. Tyrion, or did he not have his his saddle? Or he flies off his horse at the end, so he wasn't like latched in. But he has told Bran that he needs like a special saddle, pretty yeah. much just like Bran does, which is why he knew how to give him the saddle blueprints thing. So, yeah. but yeah, I was just curious. Like, I mean, at some point, maybe they gave him a little bit of training, but he's basically going out into these battles, like yeah, and he's talking strategy, which I guess he's read enough that he could like. I I'm know okay what a game plan for strategy. a battle would be like, Hey, let's spear up and shit yeah. like that. But that's, that's believable. Yeah. He's just going off is awesome. Yeah. So like we said in the last year in chapter, like he thinks he's like the Stannis Tywin type soldier where he's like in the back and commanding everything. And he can do that. Like he kind of starts off the chapter doing that with the wildfire explosion and everything. Yeah. But then by the end of that chapter, he's doing the Jamie position where, or like the hound position where you're just leading the charge and doing like the battle fury thing. Um, and and I also like how we've, it's done it now with both and the Sansa chapter and this Tyrion chapter where they pick up right on each other's heels. Right. So Tyrion is like, mm-hmm. let's leave this charge. I can't look back to even see if they're with me. And here he's like, they're leaving right Spear out of the up. Kingsgate. He let's can't go. see more than the slip through his helmet. And he, he notices who I mean, might as well get into it. He's spearing up yeah. and you can see the people to right to his side. So Mandon's on his right. And Pod comes up on his left. He's like, what the fuck are you doing, Pod? Yeah. And he's like, I got to be here. Good thing he was there. Yeah. Pod's 13. Yeah. That is wild. Yeah. But he's like, I I, I help you and you need help. So I'm here. How much courage did Pod get from Tyrion? Like being like, all right, like I'll lead this motherfucker. And Pod's like, you know what? Damn right. You know, he's got to be one of the guys from the last chapter. Like. That got stirred up. He probably was never going to fight until Tyrion was like, well, I, I guess I'm fighting too. If I'm a too. half man, yeah, if I'm a half man, yeah. what are all you guys? Yeah. Uh, the other thing Tyrion sees right when he runs out is there's, there's a couple ships that have beached, right? Probably the ones that dropped off the ram. But he mentions there's one bigger than the rest that hasn't beached the shore, flinging k- barrels of pitch from catapults. I'm guessing this is Fury, right? It's the only ship we know that has two, uh, catapult, true. <laughs> two catapults on probably its own. Probably about so. that. Yeah, I don't know if it really matters. Just like Fury's there, which is probably upriver, right away from everything. And the one Florent was leading Fury, right? The guy that. Yep, Emery. Yep. So there's, they're spearing up. There's people at the King's Gate. There's I forget how many people he said, but there's enough holding this big ass ram 
you know, ramming the door, and that's where they set their charge. And the charge hits pretty quick. He cuts somebody's head in half, <laughs> like immediately. Yeah, just yeah. swings. Like the first thing he does. Yeah, he didn't miss his first swing. Good for He's him. He's just like, yeah, man, Jagger would have laughed at me because like, <laughs> yeah, I'm fucked up so after cutting this guy's head in half, but I yeah. still yeah. cut a guy's head in half. The, the, another funny part was like, He's trying to see who he actually killed, right? He's like, ah, I killed uh, somebody that had whatever on their sigil, but more or less now they're the, the helmless because he was able to just chop their head yeah, off. Yeah, well, he goes for this guy because he's helmless. It's like a florin, I think, because it's a fox and flowers he sees. And he's yeah, like, you know what? Right. The sigil doesn't matter. What matters is this guy's not wearing a helmet, swinging for the head. And yeah, you guys said the result. One cool thing I thought, Jeff, kind of football-wise – when they're making this, he like gives a little insight of like how you form an arrowhead spear charge with like horses, and mm-hmm. he's like they're knee to knee. Gift just makes me thinking like field goal, field yeah, goal yeah. block, get knee to knee, step to step, knee to step, knee. step. Yeah, you know what I mean for sure. Anyone who's been alive and knows what I'm talking about. Do they do that on punt? Will little guys know about that? Mm, no, we you need a little bit of a split for uh, for punt. Yeah. Uh, so we've had this debate a ton of times. And I we had this debate last chapter and I knew the answer because I had already read this chapter. But the banner bearer, are you screwed with this? Banner? Yeah, no, I, I I wrote the note, too. You're not you're not screwed <laughs> as a banner. And I think we said this, too. Right. We this has been a to- one of the ideas tossed around. <laughs> yeah, we've had like seven. You need to have a spear. It, it'd be completely <laughs> pointless, especially your good guy. So I'm glad that it's now confirmed that there's spears on top of the banner and put it not resting. Finally, if you're the drummer boy, your job sucks. That's we've got sure. some resolution to this months, years long argument <laughs> <Yeah>. discussion. Uh, uh, the people that were holding the ram quickly drop it and are either fighting now or fleeing. A lot of fighting and fleeing. I guess that's kind of you know the wave yeah. of wars, right? You retreat yeah. until you can get back together and and then charge again until you have enough. But these ram guys probably have like swords on them. They're but they're probably not drawn if they're holding this oh, ram. Oh, yeah, they just got jumped by a yeah, squad so of horses. Yeah, they're not ready. The other thing here is cool, like especially with we know by Mandan by the end of the chapter, there's like some cool description of him here. Uh, at the ram, his big red reared, but the black stallion left the obstacle smoothly and Sir Mandan flashed past him. Death in snow white silk. His sword mm. sheared off limbs, cracked heads, broke shields asunder. So he's talking about death because he's killing people right now. And but he's, he's also like the one that kind of comes for Tyrion at the end, right? Yeah, a little yeah. preview, a little foreshadow. It's not something I would have picked up. Yeah, that that meant that, but I'll take it. Yeah, it doesn't say like he has dead eyes too at some point. Yeah, it says he has yeah. dead eyes at the beginning. Man took the place to his right, flame shimmering against the white enamel of his armor. His dead eyes shining passionlessly through his helm. Well, he's like always supposedly like been pretty good, right? Like he was. I remember him being yeah top guy. It kind of foreshadowed this, like even from the beginning of this book, when Tyrion first shows up, he like Mandon's the one that doesn't let Tyrion in the room with Cersei, and we hear that Mandon's like from the Vale or something. So the way he gets in, he's like, "Oh, do you know Servarius Eden?" He's like, "Oh, I know him. He's a good knight." And Bronn's like knew him because Bronn—that's the guy that Bronn killed in the trial by combat okay. for Tyrion. Yeah. Uh, so he kind of like flexes that muscle there when he first meets him, and in that meeting, he says, "Jamie always told me that Mandon was the most dangerous of all the Kingsguard besides Jamie." Um, I'm sure in that chapter, Jeff and I mentioned like, oh, Mandan and Tyrion are going to meet at the end of this book, too. And, and like, he's the most dangerous one. He's dangerous to Tyrion. You know what I mean? So yeah, kind of foreshadowing like from all the way back then. Yeah. I mean, he always seemed kind of weird, but I didn't I didn't I, sh- I mean, I guess I should have. No, I shouldn't have. But I, I didn't see this coming, I guess. Is what I'm getting. Yeah, I didn't see him flipping. He didn't give off any 
But he doesn't really talk much either. So. Exactly. He just kind of stands there. Yeah. So Tyrion did, hasn't jumped over the ram. They dropped the ram. He didn't jump over it. He's like looking around potentially for Pod. He mentions that he looks for Pod or he can't find Pod as he's I like. Saw no sign of Pod. Yeah. Yeah. And some arrows start flying as well. <laughs> he gets hit in the face. Yeah. In the helmet by an arrow. Uh, and he's like, what the fuck am I doing? Time to go. Yeah. So he starts kicking his horse back into motion. I mean, it's just a great point. Like, you know, be a moving target. Harder to hit. Yeah, exactly. Don't be standing around. Uh, so he, he notices, like, I think he fights more. He ends up jumping over the ram. He fights. And then I think he peers out over to, like, across the the tourney ground or the beach, wherever they're at now. And there's a lot of fighting going on still. Yeah, so you guys can see this. I think what, what's happened is he's come out near the tourney grounds. And he's, like, come south. I'll have the map up in the in the YouTube video right now. He comes out near the tourney grounds here and then run like ride south towards the King's Gate. And the, that's where the ram is. And I think they kind of jump over and round this corner. Um, or they come out south of the King's Gate and go north and then do like a U.E. and come back. Either way, there's a point next where he's basically seeing like more fighting going on down here towards the Mud Gate, um, which is to the right. Did they and they cleared out all of this brush and the, obviously the fish market. Exactly. Right there's no there's. Yeah. Yeah. This is all gone. It's just basically just. Yep. Burnt so land. he's down here at the King's Gate. And he sees more fighting at the River Gate. And he thinks this is either Lancel or Balon Swan leading sorties. Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically like start to let he commands let's go that way and i think man and more echoes him like mudgate they all start riding he yells king's landing people start yelling half man and he's like i wonder where they learned that because <laughs> didn't he say that to him last last time he's like if i'm a half man what are you yeah but i mean how would everybody else hear that i think uh, this is just what they call him right yeah yes yeah it's like an i mean insult. the mallet like, man hanging out for a while. i think that's an insult right now though i think it's I, like super yeah not now but yeah. like in general it is like that's He's how he i think it's coming out of it yeah i thought about this too and i just think it's the clansmen who are hanging out with probably the people that are fighting now and they, they'd be like oh we're we're no i don't know if they're back but they've been they've been in the city that's for true. a while totally they, call that they called him as not yeah. as like disrespect, but that's kind of like. I totally his forgot nickname. that. Good point, Jeff. I thought he was like kind of thinking to himself, like those fucking clansmen are calling me half man around everybody, and that's why. <laughs> Wonder which of one of them got to them. Not, yeah. yeah, like yeah. Shag. It was Shagger or whatever. I forget all the other names. It's, it's definitely Shagger. Well, I, I think that's a cool callback too, because like this same thing again. I haven't read that chapter, the Greenfort chapter, in a while. But when he has that battle in the last time, he's with all the clansmen right like he mm-hmm. rides into battle at the greenport with all the clansmen i wonder if they're shouting half man for him in that battle as well you know what i mean yeah well parallel took something to the, took a shot to the elbow broke his elbow um so as he's riding through he just realizes how much fire and shit's actually going on <laughs> no wonder the hound was scared <laughs> yeah he, he's like well fuck i mean i was calling him a pussy for scary. being scared of fighting <laughs> and just imagine like i don't I don't have like a fear of spiders or something like that. Or like, just imagine if you do have that fear and it's surrounding you. I think of, I think of Ron Weasley in in the forest with spiders and it's the biggest, it's his biggest fear. Like, what do you expect him to do? Uh, My biggest fear probably would have been like Michael Myers at some point. If there was a thousand Michael Myers around me, (laughs) I'd probably crawl up into a ball and die. You could have said like faced with one of them. (laughs) One of them would have been enough. Imagine a thousand. Like I I might've taken myself out. Um, So that's the point. Like, yeah, the, the hound doesn't even like to be in a room with a candle, let alone like out here right now. His wedge was gone. Every man was his own battle now. I should have turned back, he thought, riding on. 
So he just like just keeps going, kind of like you're saying. Like he's he knows this is stupid. He's he's scared, and he's just going, kind of going on. This makes me think of the Ned, what Ned told Bran, like uh, the only time a man can be brave is when he's afraid. Yeah. Um, again, that kind of goes to the Hound too. Like, does that mean the Hound's not brave? I don't know. To Jeff's point, it was it's a kind of a bigger situation there. He was out there too, though. Like he Three already times. put some time yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, he already put some work in. He's like, I'm fucking done. Is what he's saying right now. Not like. I ain't going out there. Yeah. Um, and I think, it's also kind of like the Theon thing, right? Where he's like, man, I should have went with her. And, and he's sticking it out at Winterfell. Yeah. What uh, What do you mean? T- Tyrion's like, I should have just turned back and with who? The Hound? Yeah. Like that was the safe route. That was the smart route. But I have to do I'm on this other path. And that's like I said, that's what Theon's doing, right? Like he's like, man, I should have went with Asha. Like that's the smart. That is the safety. That is like. I think the opposite here, though, like if Tyrion didn't do this, I think things might go bad, right? Like the ram breaks down the, the door and they take the city. You know what I mean? I like think this... it could go bad being out. It should go bad for him being out here. Yeah. And that's that's back to the beginning conversation where it's like this shouldn't be going this well for Tyrion. <laughs> he shouldn't be that good at yeah, second he battle. He shouldn't be untouched. He should be at least, you know, like a little hacked. He does get hit with an arrow, which is great. But it, like, bounced yeah. off his helmet. Like, oh, you're right. No, in his shoulder. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. So the next note I have is just his explanation of the battle fever, which I think is pretty cool to uh, to think about. I, anyone that's been in a situation where, like, football is an obvious one. I think hockey is an obvious one where, like, you just start getting hit and hit. And anytime that adrenaline comes up, you don't feel what's happening to you until – a while after, right? Till that it's adrenaline thing, though, dies down. It's a thing though that where like I feel like Jamie could get that because he practiced, right? Like part of that in football is like when your body like just takes over because you practice it so many times that you don't have to think about what you're doing. Your body just like kind of like knows it and feels yeah. it. I think it's more Tyrion or less like pra- and like we said earlier, we don't know, but theoretically Tyrion hasn't practiced this as much. So he like I get like I don't know. There's no I don't way know he's if- practicing this. Zero percent yeah. chance. And I've not and I'm not saying I've like in a football game I like people go on slow motion because I just like felt that good. But, like there's sometimes where you just like you know everything, you've studied like their defense sure. so well. Well that's a little bit different. It, like prep like, goes into that though. Yeah. I, if you think of like how Mandon Moore and Balon are fighting right now. I completely yes. agree. Like this is what's that's what's going on to them. They've practiced this so much that yeah. they know how to, you know, parry swings so and, and whatnot. Yeah. And yeah. and Tyrion's just kinda out there hacking. But he's already been hit, right? That first arrow that glances off his head has got the adrenaline going so high that he's just in like full out fuck it mode where he yeah. ends up getting hit in the shoulder and doesn't feel it. That's just pure adrenaline of being in yeah. the being in the fight. Yeah, for um, sure. You want to read that quote, right? I have it as a quote. The war shrank to the size of his eye slit. <laughs> the war shrank to the size of his eye slit. Knights twice his size fled from him or stood and died. They seemed little things and fearful. Lannister, he shouted, slaying. His arm was red to the elbow, glistening in the light of the river. When his horse reared again, he shook his axe at the stars and heard them call out, Half man, half man. Tyrion felt drunk. The battle fever. He had never thought to experience it himself, though Jamie had told him of it often enough. How time seemed to blur and slow and even stop. How the past and future vanished until there was nothing but the instant. How fear fled and thought fled and even your body. You don't feel your wounds then or the ache in your back from the weight of the armor or the sweat running down into your eyes. 
You stop feeling. You stop thinking. You stop being you. There is only the fight, the foe, this man, and then the next, and the next, and the next. And you know they are afraid and tired, but you're not. You are alive, and death is all around you. But their swords move so slowly, you can dance through them laughing. Battle fever. I am half a man and drunk with slaughter. Let them kill me if they can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome. There is no like there's no way he's this good. Yeah, I agree. Also, I think a lot seen, of it's Jeff hasn't seen Lord of the Rings. Rings. I think a little bit of this is a little bit of like a Lord of the Rings parallel to a, a dwarf from Lord of the Rings who also uses an axe and kind of just pops off. <laughs> Gimlidge Ballwalker. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so he's he's talking about like hacking down knights. Right, like yeah. these are knights. Like it's yeah. not just a, like exactly. some some random yeah. hire. It's one other thing. Like if you're trying to figure out, like okay, let's really figure out any like plus that Tyrion has that could explain why he does so well. To your point, like a horse. lot of it could be yeah, horse, Period. Small, small target, small target. And the people he's fighting are like not knights. They're like maybe like yeah. men at arms or archers. But like mm-hmm. like you're saying. He says not. He says knights yeah. here. Like knights they're ran fleeing. From him. There, there's <laughs> yeah. some of them that are just like, yeah, fuck this. I'm not even gonna try. This is my last football parallel too. Is when you think you had like such a great game. Like man, I balled out. Like every play went my way. I did my thing. And then you go back and watch the film, and film like lie. he didn't do that. The film it's never as good as it's never as good as it actually seems. Tyrion's just like cowering at the base of the wall, and everybody's actually <laughs> laughing half man at him, and like he shit his yeah. pants a while <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, exactly. uh Balon ends up coming next to him. It's not Mandon. As they continue to fight, Balon's like, uh, my lord, look. Does he call him my lord or your grace? I forget. Um uh, I have him killing a few more people. He he spins in this bat <laughs> while he's in this battle fever, spins around this dude, cuts off his spearhead, then his hand, then his arm. Uh, and then there's this guy he sees in a puddle of black water, offering up like a gauntlet, like yielding to him. Basically, like the guy in the in the first battle it wasn't a guy trying to yield to him in the first battle or he was like saying yield to me to Tyrion before Tyrion killed him with the spike on his helmet mm. uh, there was definitely a yield moment in the first one but here this guy's offering up his gauntlet saying I yield I yield and then some wildfire explodes somewhere lights everything up the puddle isn't water it's his own blood and his hand is still in his gauntlet <laughs> Tyrion flings it, it back snuck in him. there in the middle there but this wildfire burst overhead how did it burst overhead I'm thinking if, if it doesn't an arrow Go ahead. Hit it. You think it arrow hit a pop. jar? Yep. That you was think there's a flame on this jar? It's sparked on the arrow, which and it's super combustible. So that's Wildfire what I'm saying. Sword. I think it's I think it's just it's uh, it's self igniting. But anyway, that was but, just that was no no. I didn't mean to get a whole way into that. I'm just it could have been a flaming arrow because they were I doing do, I pitch too, right? Uh, I might be wrong, but it doesn't Terry tell him to when he's practicing with the green paint? The last step is practice lighting it before they throw it, or lighting the the green paint like, like, like a Molotov cocktail. Yeah, again, it's I a, said the reason for that before was so it explodes, so there's just a source nearby. Yeah, I think you still yeah. need an explosion. When it, when it crashes, down just a little bit of fire is yeah. enough. Yeah. I don't know. It seems so volatile know. that having a flaming part of the bottle would just not work. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would just explode immediately. I wouldn't want to be the guy lighting it, yeah. Or the guy <laughs> holding it when it gets lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anyway, to be anywhere so close So, yeah, he it. gets his gloved... It's a, he's like, oh, it's a glove, and then he realizes the hand's in it. Yeah. <laughs> he throws it back at the dude, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he kills like, him. Fuck this. Yeah. Or somebody and then he realizes uh, Balon's next to him, and he's like, my lord. He's all, he's all dirtied up. Blood, mud, 
brain on his lance and crazy <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's like, check that out. And as they look up the river, um, and a lot of men were coming off this like broken galley that was crashed into a stone pier. Uh, but there were so many that Tyrion like realizes that it, they can't be coming from like one ship crashed here. And then he like looks back along. 20 galleys were jammed together out there. Maybe more. It was hard to count. Their oars were crossed. Their hulls locked together with grappling lines. They were impaled on each other's rams, tangled in a web of fallen rigging. One great hulk floated up between two smaller ships. Rex, but packed so closely it was possible to leap from one deck to another, so to cross the black water. And there was a bunch of them doing it. Hunt, Tyrion says hundreds, and he even sees one dude trying to ride a horse across this thing. Yeah, well, he called him I mean, before. Tyrion's lied to us the rest of this chapter, so maybe it's not hundreds, but it would... Yeah. I mean, it seems like that was their plan, right? It was to bring these boats up to ferry people across... So like why not like this though? I know, but what I'm saying is like this once is plan you, B once at the this bridge, point. like yeah, yeah the bridge yeah. presented itself. Let's get on and get yeah, over. exactly. Yeah. So I mean, this is probably they probably are trying to stream across this, even though it's extremely unsafe. Obviously, the one thing I'll say is up until I up until reading it this time, because I've never like really like looked at the map of King's Landing too closely here. I've always assumed that like this bridge was caused by the chain. And like it was basically the stuff mm. pushed up on the chain, but we know the chain is like way further way, down, way further up. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just like a weird wedging of I'm sure these stone docks. We know there's a lot of stone docks there. You can see them on the map. Like I'm sure that probably helps, but still, 20 mm-hmm. galleys having to be wedged, which again explains like why this thing is so when he's on it is shifting and moving so well, much. They literally just blew up like 40 to 60 boats all at once, right? In this yeah, tiny exactly. little area. So I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. even ones that are, that are sinking are probably now like making how like we said how shallow is this river? Yeah. The ones that are sinking are things are catching on those now. Uh yeah, so pretty badass. Yeah, so we get another great quote from Tyrion in his in his blood fever, battle fever. Those are brave men. Let's go kill them. Straight <laughs> yeah. out of a movie. I think in the uh in the TV show he throws that line at the end of the if I'm a half man, what the rest are you? Yeah. Those are brave men out there. Let's go kill and then that's he just throw it yeah. all in one. That's the battle cry. Yeah. Good thing they didn't waste one, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they obviously start attacking towards these ships. Madden shows back up at some point. Yeah. He's with them again. Yep. And then uh, Balon's horse ends up getting stabbed. He's flung off. And Tyrion, uh, his horse, like, jumps and slips, I think. Does something that... So Tyrion, Balon's horse gets stabbed in the chest, like, as they're getting, like, right to this ship. Tyrion yeah. was too distracted with everything else. He didn't even think to slow down. So he can't, like get off and his ship just jumps onto the first his, ship his his but horse. lands his horse lands in ankle deep water breaks its leg and then he has yeah. to slit then, its throat and covers himself well he gets he gets flung off horse blood. loses his he, axe yeah, he flies off the horse yeah gets his dagger to kill the horse yeah and then he's just back into mob mode he's just slicing everybody yep. up with whatever you can find his dagger a uh, a broken spear which is more, like I said, this is more like, what the fuck is Tyrion doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just gets up and kills this horse, like, out of nowhere. Like, he knows what needs to be done, how to do it real quick. That makes me think of the Danny chapter. That's how they saved Drogo. They they slit the horse's throat all in a, in a bath on him, right? <sighs> Read that, Kyle. He found his feet again and lurched to the rail. Found his feet again and lurched to the rail, and then he was fighting, staggering and splashing across crooked decks awash with water. Men came at him. Some he killed, some he wounded, and some went away. But always there were more. He lost his knife and gained a broken spear. He could not have said how. He clutched it and stabbed, shrieking curses. Men ran from him, and he ran after them, clambering up over the rail to the next ship and then the next. His two white shadows were always with him, Balance Juan and Mandon Moore, 
beautiful in their pale plate. Surrounded by a circle of Valerian spearmen, they fought back to back. They made battle as graceful as a dance. Yep. So hung up Valerian. Is that how you? Is that? Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's a again. This is a not mentioned very often, but it's a small. It's a house. They yeah, have yeah. An island, they were the ones that were outside stone. the chain. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. No, I, 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 so yep. yeah, kind of. I think I mentioned this earlier. This is where Tyrion again. He says he's popping off, but then we hear that Mandan and Balon are right behind him. So yeah. how much are they helping? Yeah, they're they're popping off. Yeah, pop, they're popping off for sure. But I mean, like the whole way to here, though he's he's talked about like thirty people that he's killed. His frag count. Crazy. If I go down Tyrion's frag count, I have three from he cut the head off the first guy. Yep. He rode down an archer and he opened man from shoulder to armpit. Okay. Then I have two more later when he cuts the arm off the spearmen and then his horse kicks a guy in the thigh. I'm saying that guy's dead. You don't like, even if his leg's broken, look at the surroundings. So he's going to die at some he's point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that guy is on Tyrion's list. Or not, One but. more, the man whose head he hacked when Balon's horse died. He hacks mm-hmm. him. Like, so when yeah. Balon's horse died, yeah. he hacks somebody in the head. And then two more, he says here, he says his killing here was a clumsy thing. He stabbed one of the kidney and threw another man into a river. Again, he says like he was popping off and killing people, but he's like vague about it, except for those ones. Still, that gives him six frags in this. If we're only talking about the ones he like literally specifically talks about yeah. mentioning, that still gives him six frags. And Mandon gets one because we only see Mandon Lance, the first guy. He's the only like confirmed one we get right. from him. I say you could give him two more because there's a point, point where he says like he's killing men and breaking shields left and right. And because he says killing men, you can say he's killing at, at least two. two. At, at yeah. least two. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, that kind of goes against our, our rules. So I, I think yeah. we're fine with that. I mean, obviously they're doing better than their kill count. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's it's just, it's just kill confirmed that, that and Call of Duty. Yeah, exactly. You got to get the dog tags. If we don't have the dog tags, it doesn't count. So that gets to this last part, right? So... Which is going to artificially inflate our main characters because we're going to see most of theirs or hear about most yeah. of theirs directly where these guys kind of break off and then... Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of the point is like yeah. we're finding who has the, who's the most exciting... Per, who's like the, yes. brings the most excitement exactly. to the chapters, yeah. So the ships start to break off and the bridge is failing. One thing right? before that. A naked man fell from the sky and landed on the deck, body bursting like a melon dropped from a tower. His, his blood splattered through the slit of Tyrion's helm. Joffrey. Uh-huh. So yeah, this is an antler man <laughs> yeah. from the sky. Yeah. And we earlier we didn't mention it, but earlier we did hear about a huge rock destroying a ship in the middle of the. Yeah, uh, there was a a rock the size of a horse. Which means they must be using like one whore for antler men and one whore for rocks, which is a good. Yeah, they're, they're definitely they're, yeah they're still. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they have yeah. well, they have three right three whores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one's they might antler be like, man. Okay, shoot shoot some rocks. Okay, now throw an antler man. Okay, now shoot some rocks. All right, no. I want to do another antler man. Antler man, big rocks, little rocks. Each whore has <laughs> yeah, three a, different whores for different uh, projectiles. Exactly. It's just good planning. All right. So the ships start to break. He like gets knocked off. I think he's kind of confused. I'm not sure what happens. I don't know if he knows what happens to him, but he starts spinning. I think to your point, little rock, like head size rocks come from the sky, like shortly after the body. And that's what first makes the ships fall. Mm. He falls over and his helmet starts filling with water. So he takes that off and then he like gets to his feet and climbs back up onto the deck. There's a big groaning noise. There was a loud crash. Everything lurched again. He slid back into the water. Now it was so steep that he couldn't stand anymore. And he had to climb out by grabbing onto a rope. (laughs) Inch by inch he climbed. 
one of the ships that he knew that they were connected to earlier, he saw like now floating down river detached. So, yeah. you know, something like big has shifted here into a wall of fire, too. And he starts spinning, right? Yeah. 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 He gets extremely disoriented here. Yeah. On one side, a raging battle. On the other side, the red keep. He's like, that doesn't make sense. They're on the wrong sides and decides it doesn't make nothing about that makes sense, but says there's no time to think about it. His shoulder really hurts. So I think this is where the battle fever starts wearing off, right? So now he's feeling yeah. the shoulders where he got hit by the arrow. Right. Right. It's absolutely where the adrenaline yeah. is starting to die. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, okay, I need to get, I need to figure this out ASAP. Get off this ship. Things are going bad. Uh, so, downstream, just a big wall of fire. Yep. So we Go can't ahead. skip through that, right? So like, and I mean, I guess you're kind of limited probably on what you can say, but I mean, I have, I guess, two theories on this. Um, one kind of goes into what we were talking about before in that, like, this is just his point of view and he's so confused and disoriented that this isn't actually happening. Like there isn't this weird battle happening across the, like, you know, it's, it is right on the red keep. You're pointing out the fact that Tyrion here mentions that there's fighting going on on the side of the river that the red keep isn't on. It yes. doesn't make any sense. Cause the only thing that should be over there is Stannis' army. Yes. What if the mountain clans were met? Well, that was my waiting. other theory. Okay. Mountain clans have just been waiting the entire time to strike at the opportune point. It is possible. It is possible. So what was the first theory then? Well, that Tyrion's just so disoriented that okay, this isn't gotcha. actually how it is. Okay. He's seeing the fighting on, on the side and, and he's still just like in this battle fever coming out of it, you know, losing reality. Okay. Guess we'll have to wait till next time to find out. Yeah. <laughs> the, my notes were potentially vague about what I said there, but um, yeah, I don't I'm not going to say anything. All right, so one last big thing happens. Before, right before we get there, downstream, kind of like Davos chapter ended, and it's just a big wall of fire. Um, he's like, if I if this ship that I'm on breaks loose and I am going downstream, it's over. He's like, this is not good. I need to get moving. And someone shouted his name. My lord. My lord, yeah. take my hand. He manages to reach the rail. Something slams. He almost falls again. And then... There on the deck of the next ship, across a widening gulf of black water, stood Sir Mandon Moore, a hand extended. Yellow and green fire shone against the white of his armor, and his lobstered gauntlet was sticky with blood. But Tyrion reached for it all the same, wishing his arms were longer. It was only at the very last, as their fingers brushed across the gap, that something niggled at him. Sir Mandon was holding out his left hand. Why? Was that why he reeled backward, or did he see the sword after all? He would never know. The point slashed just beneath his eyes, and he felt its cold, hard touch and then a blaze of pain. His head spun around as if he'd been slapped. The shock of the cold water was a second slap more jolting than the first. He flailed for something to grab onto, knowing that once he went down, he was not like to come back up. Somehow, his hand found the splintered end of a broken oar. Clutching it tight as a desperate lover, he shinnied up foot by foot. His eyes were full of water, his mouth was full of blood, and his head throbbed horribly. Gods give me strength to reach the deck. There was nothing else. Only the oar, the water, the deck. Finally, he rolled over the side and lay breathless and exhausted, flat on his back. Balls of green and orange flame crackled overhead, leaving streaks between the stars. He had a moment to think how pretty it was before Sir Mandon blocked out the view. The knight was a white steel shadow, his eyes shining darkly behind his helm. Tyrion had no more strength than a ragdoll. Sir Mandon put the point of his sword to the hollow of his throat and curled both hands around the hilt. And suddenly he lurched to the left, staggering into the rail. Wood split and Sir Mandon Moore vanished with a shout and a splash. 
An instant later, the holes came slamming together again. So hard, the deck seemed to jump. Then someone was kneeling over him. Jamie? He croaked, almost choking on the blood that filled his mouth. Who else would save him, if not his brother? Be still, my lord. You're hurt bad. A boy's voice that makes no sense, thought Tyrion. It sounded almost like Pod. Almost like Pod. Sucks it wasn't. <sighs> yeah, yeah, it couldn't be. So what so, happens here? Does, does like, just the bur- boats lurch again and that's why Mandon falls? Or does Pod push him through the... I think Pod has something to do with it, man. So yeah. we give Pod this... That's what I'm saying. Does Pod get on the frag count here? 13-year-old Pod? Get his ass on the frag count till we... Give it to him. Get, Why not? Put it put an asterisk next to it till it's confirmed, but... Well, what I would say is that Manda definitely had armor on because he had his helmet on. So, like, yeah. this dude's dead. He's he's drowning. Well, it also makes it sound like as soon as he falls off, a boat slams into right where he just came from, too. Okay. Yeah. Either way. And inst- Yeah. Wood split and Sir Mandan vanished with a shout and a splash. An instant later, the hulls came slamming together again so hard the deck seemed to jump. So I was like, he fell back. I, I don't know. Yeah. I kind of take him as a getting sandwiched too, but I don't know. I don't think you need that. He could just drop. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it said you heard a splash. So yeah. I'm saying he was the splash. Then there was a crash. And by that point, he was either lost Amanda. in the water or smut. So I think it was a little bit of both. So. So I think he Mandem was definitely focused on Tyrion and didn't see Pod. So I think Pod could have potentially pushed him. But it's already this super unstable, you know, like yeah. like I think he had some some things against him, you know. And that, that made it easier for Pod is all. Agree. Cool. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. And I mean I guess I guess because of the whole eerie thing and what we were talking about earlier is a good reason for Mandon to be like this, but um we haven't really seen anything about that. I mean, you guys, you, you kind of pointed out a couple earlier, like, but that was more of just like, yeah, he's dangerous. That's not like he's going to yeah, exactly. fucking kill you. He's going to switch sides and not be a, a, a knight anymore or, well, you know, not fulfill his Kingsguard duties. Um, so, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it really other than like, I guess, like I said, that he, he had some bad blood with Tyrion, had an opportunity, but he, he kind of like screwed it up, right? Like, I mean, this dude should have done a better job than this. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it shouldn't be very hard. To the kill. guy that was just bawling out in the battle, he only yeah. got a slice of the face off and had oh, a the chance to be... the guy who was be... also bawling out, though. Tyrion yeah. was also bawling out. Yeah, who had no strength left, who's laying, you know, starfished on the ground. He used his last little bit of battle fever to dodge the... To flinch back from the sword blow. Well, and he was, like, reaching out for it. Like, why would you even call for him? Like, why not just let him die on that boat? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, because he needed to confirm it for the frag count. <laughs> it's like a scar moment. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. So the villain, like, has the monologue kind of thing. It's like, I need my own vengeance. <laughs> I can't just watch you die. That's not good enough. What could make sense is he's, is Mandon's like, I need to get off this fucking boat that's falling apart. Tyrion's holding onto this rope. I guess you could just say, yeah, if the boat's falling apart, if I get off, I can just, like, just camp the camp the foot of the bridge of ships, I guess, if you want. Well, and it sounded like Mandon was on a different boat that was kind of far away. Yeah, he's like reaching like, across. And Tyrion had to figure out how to get across his gap yeah. to get back to that other boat. Like, yeah, like why even jump to Tyrion's boat? Exactly. Tyrion's already falling off. Yes. And then he would have seen Pod coming. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It, it was it was a fun chapter. Like I said, don't get me yeah, wrong. I enjoyed cool. it. I just have some issues with it. Cool if it's true. Cool if it's in his mind. 
yeah, no, it cool was, to see where we're going forward. Yeah, and we'll a, find out when we when we're back with Santa next chapter. Oh, wait, Rob, we won't find out next chapter. But we'll find out eventually what we'll get oh, some yeah, more clarification on what actually happened. More here. the same day continues. <laughs> yeah, I was just giving them updates. Maybe we'll get an update. But I don't know. Things sounds like they're get, about to get crazy in uh, in the wherever they are, the Queens, whatever. Room in the Queens, ballroom. Queens dining room, yeah. or ballroom. So I mean, yeah. Well, we'll find out next time. Thanks for hanging out, Kyle. We'll see you in the next one. We'll see the rest of everybody in the spoiler section. Bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Later, nerds. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Uh, bye, Kyle. See you later. Thanks for hanging out with us. Bye, Kyle. Now, on to the spoiler section of Tyrion 14. Nels, what's your hot take? I have a few. Do you? What is this last one? Oh, yeah. Not not actually that many. We can talk about Mandon stuff. All right. Uh, who 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 put the hit out? Yeah. It sounded like Kyle thought he was acting on his own accord. Yeah, I, I feel like I kind of put that in his mind by, like, saying that, like, Tyrion was kind of poking at him earlier, which he was, yeah. but... Um, and, and that is one of the theories that Mandan acted on his own accord. Tyrion, I didn't want to tell Kyle this after he already had that thought, but Tyrion also does kick Mandan, I think, because Mandan was the one in the riot for King's Landing. Mandan was supposed to be guarding Sansa, but he he doesn't guard Sansa. Sansa gets taken, right? So then yeah. he goes, <laughs> when he comes back and he, Tyrion's like, where's Sansa? And Mandan's there and Sansa's not. He's like, you were supposed to protect her. What the fuck? And I think he like kicks Mandan a time or two. Yeah. So again, like he has been rude to Mandan before, but like Mandan deserved it. Um, Mandan most people take idiot. that as hint for somebody else. That man is working for somebody else. The fact that he left Sansa during the Ride of King's Landing. Joff. Joff the boff. He does go to protect Joffrey there. And again, Joffrey is another one of the pe- people... Uh, you think it was little? Oh, uh, you always think. Well, th- this will go back to you thinking that Littlefinger calls the mob to get Sansa out of there. So yeah, and he t- and he's paying off Mandan. So we haven't seen it yet, but what we will learn about Mandan is that he came from the Vale. We already kind of know that because the Servardus, like the whole Servardus Egan thing, right? Like I mentioned with Kyle, Tyrion mentions that to him in the first, one of the first Tyrion chapters of this book. But later, I think uh, Tyrion Lily says, "Varys, get me everything you know about." Mandan Moore. And Mandan Moore mm-hmm. says he came from the Vale, but he doesn't have many friends there. He was appointed by John Aaron, but neither John Aaron or Robert really liked him much. And hmm. that's pretty much what Varys says. So it's like, why would John Aaron appoint this guy if he didn't Lysa like him? Lysa Aaron's like, oh, I really like this knight. He's great. Because Littlefinger got... Yeah, and Lysa doesn't have a single original idea for herself, so... Yeah, I mean, uh, Lysa's like you. <laughs> Preston, you Preston, what's his name, <laughs> is Littlefinger little and you're... And Lysa just says, yeah, just plays it all out. Yep, sure, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the thought. Is, that, the thought. The thought is Littlefinger paid is the one that behind is behind Manda. I think a lot of people... I think this is kind of the accepted theory for like people who think have thought about this a decent amount. What, what would Littlefinger's big push to get rid of Tyrion be though just to get rid of Lannisters or just because we kind of see him do it Littlefinger try and get rid of Tyrion already and we see him do it again so all right but here's my point and I don't I'm not saying it's not Littlefinger with this point but at some point you keep killing this position right unless you fulfill that position somebody else is gonna fill that position 
I don't know what you mean. You know what I mean? So he he killed John the Hand, right? That's not what I mean. I mean, we've well, already well, seen... Just let me finish my train of, Let me tra- finish my train of thought. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, he kills John Aaron. All right, a new hand comes in. He kind of plays the game with that hand, kill, has a big part of that hand dying, and now here's another hand. Like, at some point, you got to learn to play the game with the people playing, too. Like he... Well, I mean, I, or kill. He just keeps killing people till he figures out who he wants to play the game with. Yeah, more what I meant was Littlefinger. He's already tried to play this game with Tyrion specifically. Like to what you're saying, Tyrion. I feel like the reason I think Littlefinger is because Littlefinger we know wants to play the game with Tyrion. Like he's kind of picked him out. He's like, I'm playing with you. He played the knife game, like telling Catelyn yeah. Stark this was Tyrion's knife. That was like anti-Tyrion. And then again, this is up for debate, but the accepted theory is that Littlefinger and Andor Olenna Tyrell are behind Joffrey's death. And as part of that, they blame it on Tyrion. It definitely seems like Littlefinger is either... There's something up with Tyrion. Littlefinger pays for dwarves. Right? Little, Littlefinger's the one mm-hmm. that sends the dancing dwarves to the wedding. He's trying to stoke something there, whether it's yeah. he knows Joffrey's going to die and he wants Tyrion to have been angry at Joffrey prior to his death, so it implicates yeah. Tyrion. Right? Yeah, so, but... Okay. There's a lot of theories. Again, we're this is all theories, but a lot of people think Tyrion has basically or Littlefinger has basically played this game with Tyrion already. At least, mm-hmm. maybe not directly trying to kill him, but trying to screw him over before and after. Um, the reason why that's less obvious, I feel like it becomes more obvious once Tyrion marries Sansa. Why Littlefinger would want Tyrion out of the picture, like kill Sansa's husband, that makes sense to me. Why he's playing the game with the knife earlier in book one, and why he would do this. Uh, I don't know, but I think it's more of a maybe he doesn't have the um, motive, but Littlefinger is the one with the most means and opportunity based on what we know about Mandan. Yeah, it just seems goofy because like until Tyrion really took over the hand position or maybe really cat drug him into the the whole game, he really didn't have any care. He was drinking and whoring and reading books. You know what I mean? They kind of pulled him into the game. That's a really good point. Like, say Cat doesn't do this with Tyrion, right? It doesn't involve him at all. <laughs> Tyrion yeah. probably just goes, like, does he even come to King's Landing? No, he's probably elsewhere. He could be anywhere. He's probably, probably back Cassidy at Castle Rock. Rock. Yeah. Well, there's not even going to be a war, so, like... If there's no... Yeah, if Tyrion doesn't get captured, there's no war. But I'm just thinking, like, like he, like, Tyrion's such a non-factor if he doesn't get taken, right? Because not yeah. only... Is there no war? But if there is something like something's going to happen in King's Landing eventually, you're just not going to have Ned and Cersei like Ned's on the path to figure this information out. Whether Tyrion gets captured or not, something's going to come to a head right. in King's Landing. Right. If Tyrion doesn't get captured, he's not even he's a just not a character in this ever. Right. He's a guy who shows up at Winterfell, goes to the wall, gives Bran a saddle and then goes and spends the rest of his life in Castle Rock. Like he's not yeah. riding it. Once everything kicks off, he's not riding into battle. He's probably just chilling at Castle Rock like, ooh, damn, yeah. sucks for everyone out there. You know what Thank, I mean? Like, yeah. He, Thank he, God he's I not like wine. a put me in the. He's not like a put me in the front lines kind of guy. He's just like a wind up in the front front lines kind of guy. You know. But yeah. Um. All right. Any other hot takes? No, nothing about Cersei killing. So that's that was Cersei. the last thing. Is if we're going through people who could have paid for, could have been behind the man and thing again. I think Littlefinger is. So the, there's really three. There's three people: Littlefinger, Joffrey, or Cersei. Or Mandan himself, and very some people or, throw varies in there, but there's very little reason. for Maybe varies. Tywin, maybe a little Tywin action. Maybe Tywin. What what pe- pe- some people think varies is involved, but what varies' involvement is is the fact that he knows it was Littlefinger, but he's keeping Tyrion thinking it was Cersei, just because varies' is long game with Tyrion is make him hate 
his family mm-hmm. so that he will come join Danny. So people think that Varys knows who actually did it, but tells him it's lets him think it's Cersei. Yeah, that would make sense to me. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, next thing I had, next uh, like only other spoiler point was I want to read the quote about like what Tyrion sees when the ships are spinning. <clears throat> I purposely okay. didn't read it because I think it, I think it's kind of obvious what's happening. Not obvious, but if Kyle thought about this for a few minutes, he would might have got something. I think you would know it, yeah. Or especially if we read the quote and called it out to him. Yeah, all right. I'll let you read it, and we'll talk. On one side of him was a raging battle, a great confusion of bright banners waving above a sea of struggling men, shield walls forming and breaking, mounted knights cutting through the press, dust and mud and blood and smoke. On the other side, the red keep loomed up high on its hill, spitting fire. They were on the wrong sides, though. For a moment, Tyrion thought he was going mad, that Stannis and the castle had traded places. How could Stannis cross to the north bank? Belatedly, he realized that the deck was turning and somehow he had gotten spun about. So castle and battle had changed sides. Battle? What battle? If Stannis hasn't crossed, who is he fighting? So I think what the tell here is a great confusion of bright banners waving above a sea of struggling men, shield walls forming and breaking, mounted knights cutting through the press. Right? So this is is Tywin. Mm -hmm. Actually, probably... The Tyrell Loris. men, right. Loris. I didn't it's realize it's actually they not were... Loris in the books. It's it's his brother Garland Tyrell, who's the one. He's the one. Loris is there, but Garland is the one wearing in the armor. Yeah, in Renly's uh, armor. Oh, it's not Loris wearing the armor. No, Loris is there, but Garland is the one wearing the armor. Garland mm, is the is like the best fighter. He's the one who like trains against three men at once. Yeah. Um. So, do they actually attack them on the south shore? And not- I think so. Yeah, I didn't think that I didn't think this was true, but I think oh yeah, on this read through, I'm kind of picking up stuff I never really picked up before. I had thought that most of Stannis's army crossed to the north bank, kind of like where the tourney grounds were that we right. saw earlier, and that's kind of where Tywin caught him. But I think you're right. So I think they they reading a few chapters ahead, and I haven't taken notes on a few chapters ahead, but I have read to like the Sansa chat, the next Sansa chapter where like Tywin comes in and his horse shits in the hall and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think the way they describe it, I haven't taken notes, but I think the description is like Stannis split his forces. And like maybe the Tyrell men went on this side of yeah. the river and the Tywin's men were on this side of the river, on on Tyrion's side of the river. Right. So that kind of plays to my point of if it was Tywin's men, remember how it was like they don't have to cross at this river. They could go around it. Type you of could thing. go upstream more and cross at the closest. Like at some point upstream. there had to be a spot where if I mean the Tyrell, maybe they're they were still on the left side of the river, possibly. Right. Or the south side. And they never had to cross it. Exactly. If it was so it might have just man. been like a, it might have just been like a letters thing where they somehow communicated we're going to work together. Tywin's men were already on the north side. The Tyrell yeah. men were already on the south side. But I, I I would agree with you that this indicates that there was some meeting between not necessarily, but I would think that probably there was a meeting. There was some the communication. Two. Yeah, and they're like, you guys go this way, you guys go this way. But who knows? It might yeah. not have been that. I I would fear that Tywin, if he's like just doing letters, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, you guys stay on the south side of the river and come up and hurt Stannis. Like there's too much of a risk that they come up and join Stannis. Right? These guys were potentially yeah. gonna join Stannis. Like it was a toss-up on who they were gonna join, Stannis or, right. or King's Landing or side. The Lancers, so yeah. saying yeah, you guys come up on your own without any of the actual Lannister forces with you. Yeah, you they definitely Stannis. sent a host. Yeah, I feel like you'd want to meet up a little bit first, but I'm not I'm not 100% sure, right? Because this gets into the whole Littlefinger thing. Littlefinger was part of this, right? Littlefinger had gone to, to Bitterbridge to set up this marriage alliance. Right. Again, who knows how much he had to do with bringing, getting the army to, 
I mean, the marriage alliance is what gets the army. I mean, once you right, once you set up the marriage alliance, then it doesn't matter. You're, you have to get. You have to kind of like, now. all right, this is how this is how we're attacking. You attack south, we attack north. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, the thing that I guess the Tyrells could have done is been like, okay, yeah, we'll do your alliance. And then, like I said, go and join Stannis instead, and let just let Tywin think that you're on his side for a little bit there, get a little bit surprised. Surprise. Yeah, that would be a that would be a dirty backstab. <clears throat> but yeah, that I, that was again spoiler section just because we know it. He doesn't. I just want to kind of call that actual quote. I didn't read it because I didn't want to. I yeah. feel like if you actually think about it, bright banners above a sea of struggling men, shield mm-hmm. walls forming and breaking, mounted knights cutting through the press. Yeah, like. You don't describe the, only, the mountain clansmen as mounted knights. They're a fucking right. wildlings cutting through the press type mm-hmm. thing. It's not you wouldn't say banners or again, it right. could be Stannis' men's banners, but yeah. So the last point I had, again, not really a point. I've never paid too much attention to Bail on Swan on any of my read-throughs. Okay. I'm curious now. I know that he goes to Dorne, right? Like he is the one that so Ares Oakhart goes to Dorne, he gets killed by Aria Hota. And then they send, they're basically like, King's Landing is like, wait, what the fuck? Where's Ares Oakheart? What's up with Marcella? We're suspect. And I think Dornish have made up some lie about like, oh, you need to send somebody else. Or for some reason they said, oh, they send Balon, I think, with the Mountain Skull. Right. right they're right. like, yeah, hey, you have to send us down the Mountain Skull. So they send Balon, uh, Swan, escorting the Mountain Skull. And they like just throw all these feasts and tourneys for him on the way. Because they're trying to stall because Marcella's ear just got cut off and like, they're just not ready and they just don't want him to be there or whatever. So they're just trying to stall in every like Dornish house that he stops at just like throws him a huge feast for like four days so that to just like wiggle out more time. He doesn't leave. But like, again, for some reason, I kind of thought he was like a Cersei crony just because one of the first times we see him in like this this book, like Tyrion's walking somewhere and Cersei is like surrounded by a bunch of people and Bale and Swan is just one of the people that's like with Cersei. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, he's a Cersei crony. But mm. Tyrion, when he gets named, so he gets named, uh, he's recently been named Kingsguard, Kingsguard, right? He was named right. Kingsguard with uh, him and Osmond got named together because Preston Greenfield died and uh, Boris Blunt failed to protect Tommen when they were trying to take Tommen out of the city, right? right? So those two guys are no longer Kingsguard. So now we got Osmond Kettleblack and Balon Swan protecting them or replacing them. And Tyrion thinks when Balon Swan gets like cloaked that like he's like actually like honorable like Tyrion's take on him is he's honorable he's like oh he's a good guy to actually fill this position exactly and then the other the other note i had on in Balon swan note um was he's the one when when Tyrion talks to cersei he's like i want the hound and Balon swan to lead sorties so again that tells you he speaks pretty high like thinks pretty highly of this guy if he's put him on par with the yeah, hound he, he trusted him and, and believed in him to to do command a fight well but also command right like when he's thinking of who's going to command right. lead, lead in the king's people. gate manning can't do that exactly like balon can do that so yeah again i always kind of thought of balon as like a, a cersei crony but i'm starting to think maybe not maybe he's like actually like one of the few like good or like yeah. good knights that we got i feel like i always get balon and boris confused because boris ends up staying a king's guardman through the show right he's the one that goes to the bravos and Arya kills Correct. Uh, that's Marin Trant. Uh, that's Marin Trant. It's not Marin yeah, Trant so, in the. Books. So I don't have a visual at all of who Balon or Boris would be from the show. And I don't I know get if they're in the show. Those two might. Yeah, those two probably just probably aren't in the show. I mean, they're probably like cast and like, oh, this King Court, but right. I, they probably don't have speaking lines or anything. Um, right. I feel like Boris. You're like you're right. At this point, Boris has been 
she stripped him of his white cloak, but I feel like he stays around. Uh, I can't actually remember anything that he does, but I'm pretty sure he stays around. But there's a point where uh, Tyrion, again, early Storm of Swords, he's thinking about like, oh, why would Cersei send Mandon to kill me? Like, I always knew Marin Trant and Boris Blunt were hers, but I didn't think she had Man and Osmond Kettleblack towards the end. But I didn't think that she had Mandon in her yeah. pocket as well. She's like, fuck, does she have all the King's Guard? To your point, Tyrion thinks that Mandon and Boros are definitely uh, Cersei's. But yeah, yeah, I don't know if there's much of a. I mean, something to talk about or something we'll know is. I guess he had to kind of wait for some, a moment to be kind of alone with Tyrion to kill him. If would anyone have really seen him kill him if it was just in the middle of the battle? Uh, so I'm wondering, and, and like, was something way more likely to see him actually slice his nose off? Right here, and been like, dude, yeah. what the fuck were you doing? You murdered Tyrion, like, after the I mean, battle. this this seems like a pretty good place that no one would notice. Literally on, like, a bridge of ships that's falling apart, everyone's worried about yeah. themselves. With chaos, with chaos going around. To that point, the thing that, like, I do wonder that I think Littlefinger is a little bit of a stretch is Littlefinger hasn't been in King's Landing in forever. Like, he's been gone for, like, four months, five months maybe, right? Because he left so long yeah. ago. Like, Unless he's got Dantos talking to Mandon in the Sept when he's got Dantos talking to Sansa in the Kingswood, you know, like in the Godswood. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying it's not possible. It's very possible that he could have like have somebody talk. I mean, I guess you don't need to have somebody talking to Mandon. You just talk to him before you leave. But like, what's the command then? Like, you know what I mean? It's not like, yeah. oh, kill Tyrion in this battle four months from now. It's like kill right. Tyrion whenever you have a chance. Kill Tyrion when the cleanest time shows. Exactly. So, like, has Mandon Lily been looking for a, a chance to kill Tyrion since Littlefinger left? And this yeah. was just the first. Like, it's not even like, Maybe. oh, is this the best opportunity in the battle? Is like, is this the best opportunity? That's probably in the pat like the riot. Like, they, he was in, They were in the riot together. It's probably something you don't put in writing, and you're not going to trust just anybody with delivering the message. So, yeah, you would think that it's if this is his guy. This is a one-on-one -on -one deal like, all right, we're going to let – but then again, it's super far ahead planning and how long would they have waited till? It seems like you would have had to get a message to him after the riot. Like Littlefinger uh, wouldn't have been right. able to tell a, far enough ahead to see what would happen after the riot, especially if we're assuming that one of the goals of the riot for Littlefinger was to get Sansa out. When that doesn't happen, you think that he must have a little check-check, right? Like, okay, change of plans, mm -hmm. re-update Dantos, re-update Mandon. Or whoever else I've got working for me. Again, this is yeah. all theory, but so yeah, you think he has to be in recontact? Like it couldn't have been just Littlefinger saying something to demand him before he left. Even though I get what you're saying that 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 makes the most sense, like security wise. Mm -hmm. I feel like there would have had to been like some type of message or messenger post riot. Yeah, or at least somebody else on their side that they trusted. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, that's all I have. I don't have anything else. Yep, me too. Cool, short one. All right. Good one. We'll see you guys in the next one for Sansa 7, I think. Bye. Bye-bye.